Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. everybody on Facebook and everybody on Instagram. Welcome to the True Mental Health Show. I'm Crystal Crawford. This is my friend, Dr. Janine Kraft. I am feeling so much better. You guys may not know, but like the last two episodes, I've been doing quite sick. <laughs> so I can't, couldn't talk. It's hard. I'm back. Hi. You're here. Yeah. I know. I was like, she's back. There she is. <laughs> so where do we want to start today, Missy? Mm. There is so much coming up around collectively around being able to just say what is like first I'm noticing like that's the people pleasing thing is just a lot of people are talking about it lately. Yeah. But recently, like I think I was telling you a couple maybe a month ago, I did a TikTok where someone was very quite directly ending a friendship with someone like saying things like, you know, this is just no longer light for me. It's no longer creating greater. And so I'm, I'm just going to, you know, move on. Yeah. And it was very triggering for some of the TikTok audience who went into a lot of, oh my God, that is so mean. How could you ever say that? I would always just ghost and, you know, or lie to them. So I was like, holy cow, what is that? That people feel the need to ghost, lie, and just not say what is. And there were a few brave souls in there that said, well, I kind of liked it because then I know exactly where I stand. Just a few crickets. So I'm wondering if that's been coming up for you, because that's certainly coming up in my world. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 <laughs> I would say. I don't know if I've ever lived um, in such a time as this where saying what is, is creating all kinds of things in the world. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you could take mm -hmm. it from the macro down to the micro, and it is like the topic because many people are getting deplatformed for saying what is. Um, and whether or not they're right, there's an immense amount of censorship. But if we take it down from the macro to even our lives, you could look at how much have you censored yourself or just edited what it is that you're willing to say and not willing to say based on other people's reactions. And I had a huge personal epiphany, you know, last week with, um, an old acquaintance of mine that got, got back in touch. And I had, it had been a while since we talked. So with that in place, the difference between who I was when we talked previously and then who I am now was pretty staggering. And it was one of those experiences where I got to really see ever so much more clearly that saying what is for me was not a choice that was on the table if this relationship were to stay intact. And it really got me to look at that whole thing. It really got me to look at, you know, 
for what reason I was closing my mouth and what I was willing to say and what I was not willing to say and what the price was of staying in the relationship with this person was, that was the worst English sentence ever, but it was like, you know, recognizing that there was a price to pay in my world for keeping this relationship. And so it kind of on and on and on with that. Um, so is it up? I would say it's up. And I wonder what conversation we can really have about it that will empower, you know, like empower yeah. people to have what's functional instead of the thing that we typically choose, which is that shutting down of our world in order not to lose. You know, what's beyond that? Yeah, yeah. What's coming up for me is just like this whole idea of being likable. And I'm wondering how much of it is mm, instinctual or wanting to be part of the tribe, right? It's like a survival mechanism. Because if you're too different, weird or not, you know, supported by the tribe, you could get kicked out and like, literally die. And so I'm wondering how much of that plays into it. And at what point do you totally lose you? You know, and I know Dr. Dane here always used that example of like cutting pieces off of yourself while you try to fit in the Mini Cooper, which is super relevant. So that was my car. Um, but like cutting pieces <laughs> off of yourself. And I was just starting to see where, yes, certainly now I'm, I'm more willing to say what is than I was maybe a couple years ago. And I'm still in certain areas not saying it exactly as I see it, or I'm still trying to moderate it enough so that it's palpable or digestible or whatever. And then- right. At some point, right, we just lose us. Like our unique signature is no longer expressed in the same way. And so that's what I'm wondering is like, where is that place where it's functional? Yeah, well, I do think there's a lot of different things we're addressing in the conversation like we always do. Um, there's the, you know, there's the speak your truth tribe, which is not what I'm talking about, actually, which could be shocking to some because it's like, but you have to speak your truth. That's not really what I'm saying, because people that speak their truth are actually abusing you with their truth. And, and as confronting as that is, well, I have to speak my truth is not what it is. You don't actually have to speak your truth. But what I have found to be true is that I have to be willing to be my be what's true for me. And what I was noticing for me, for example, in this we can use this past scenario as an example, because really you could extrapolate that back to family relationships and everything, is that I wasn't willing to be what was true for me. It wasn't it, like it had started, it got exposed by what I wasn't saying, but underneath what I wasn't saying was this like, am I wrong energy going on? Mm -hmm. And it was from there I wasn't speaking, not from... Mm, it's not really going to create anything to say anything here. Not, you know, not from an awareness of what yeah. will create and what won't create, but from that uh, place of I can't say anything because, and then you could fill in the blank with like eight things. So that's really more what I'm addressing is that, 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 where we go into, I'm not okay, or somewhere in here, I'm wrong and I know it. And therefore I can't say anything, you know, that we, yeah. that I think is the, you know, the, I don't even know the labels of that could be people pleasing, could be uh, well, probably people pleasing. It's the yeah. family, you know, yeah. where we're just sure we're wrong. That's really what I like. That's the thing. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. Because it's like constantly going into the self-doubt. Um, and I, I think we should touch a little bit more on this, like speak your truth, because that's been a definitely a popular thing, especially in psychology and yeah. empowering maybe people who've been, you know, victims of abuse or whatnot, survivors of abuse, however you want to think about it. And it's kind of like, well, what is that? Like, what is it about that you mean energetically when someone's like speaking my truth? To me, that sounds like, oh, I got to just say what is, but like, what is the person actually doing? What does it create when they're speaking their truth versus yeah. being their truth? Well, you would really have to kind of take this situation by situation because I would imagine that there's a variety of underlying things that different people are doing with this. But when I've had somebody in front of me who, usually somebody who wants to speak their truth is speaking at me. They are stating what it is for them. And it's never, there's never an inclusion of me in the conversation. There's no conversation mm -hmm. happening. There is mm -hmm. a shutdown of me with their truth. And you have to look at when you're doing something, what it's creating, if you want any kind of consciousness in your world, you know? And so I've, so I've witnessed that in this, I have to speak my truth. Um, and to me, if you look at the energy right underneath that, what I notice is fight. You know, there's a yeah. fight to have some sort of, this is what's true for me, as if that's never going to change, as if it's not malleable, as if stating it will be the definition by which I function and this is what's true for me. And so there's a lot of rigidity. There's a lot of form. There's a lot of structure. And while consciousness includes everything, including form and structure, um, what I have found is that, that that's still an, a, a less than functional thing to choose. There's there's a malleability that goes beyond speaking my truth that I'm always looking for that I don't find yeah. in that. And when I've been on the other end of somebody speaking their truth, it's always been um, to control, to make me do something in regards to their truth that doesn't include me, that is not a like a exchange of yeah. two beings seeing what's possible sort of thing you know yeah yeah because i was kind of getting like well when someone's maybe speaking their truth or expressing their feelings so to speak it's kind of yeah. like usually often can be this judgment of the other person like yeah. a judgment about them like you're doing this wrong or you're being wrong so therefore and that, that's what i was getting out of the like the fight to be right I'm still right in order to speak my truth. I be right. And then the other the receiving end is like, oh, I'm wrong. What am I doing wrong? Like, it must be me that's wrong. Yeah. And then another thing that we don't talk about enough is that when people are doing speak their truth at you or they're doing you hurt my feelings or they're doing some feelings, it's they're actually bullying you. And that's the thing I think nobody's saying right now. That's when huge. somebody does feelings and they're like using them to express to you that you've done this to them, it, it's not actually true. It's the thing that they're doing to bully you into the thing they want you to do. Yeah. And I, to me, that's the say what is that's not being said almost anywhere right now. We're not talking about the purpose of feelings. And this is the thing that I see happening in a lot of interpersonal relationships of like, well, you did this to me and it makes me feel this way. And so therefore I need you to taking no responsibility for any, it's not taking any responsibility. It's literally yeah. putting the ball in your court of like, you are the perpetrator of this thing that you did to me and I need you to change something. Not going, 
what did I, you know, what did I contribute to this and what can I be that's different here, which is a totally different energy to it and includes the other person in a, in a way. It includes you, it includes them, right? Like if you look at the two energies of ways of doing things, they have a totally different energy. And so, um, you know, God, what would it take to start recognizing feelings for what they're being used for yeah. even? Because I've been the other, I've been the person on the other side. I've, I've done feelings at people, and every time I do them, I'm controlling. And I've also <laughs> been on the other side of them. And yeah. every single time I'm on the other side of them, I'm that person is attempting to control me. So then, so all we have is this like power over each other with our feelings. And I'm like, what else is actually possible here? And is anybody else interested in a, a different conversation? <laughs> Yeah. Well, man, I'm just really getting that in the sense of like all these kind of pop ideas, like someone just mentioned cancel culture right? Um, yeah. or like intent versus impact or things like that. And they're really just like, they're coming from a place that's like black and white. Yeah. And in psychology, we talk about gray area. And if people are functioning from either or not and, then we're missing a huge piece here, right? Because if it's like totally projecting all responsibility onto somebody else with how I feel, then I will forever be disempowered in how I show up. And so for me, that's, this is where choice has been such a gift in the sense of like, I'm completely empowered in how I respond and what I can choose to do next. No, maybe I don't have control, conscious control over everything that shows up, although we can maybe argue that, but like, what else could I choose? You know what I mean? Well, no, no. I mean, there's, and this is the thing is like, you've got to look for the truths with the lies attached because the truths with lies attached are always going to be the stickiest, right? There's, there's yeah. going to be like, but wait a minute, there's going to be something that sticks you and something that's true. So we got to like throw that back into the conversation. Um, oh, you said something. And it's gonna oh, up. about like everything that shows up. If it's like a reflection of what I'm being or something that I'm attracting. Well, okay, let's I mean, talk to me about that. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you, nothing happens to you. You create everything. That's how it works. Let's look at that in, let's go really extreme and look at a little child who chooses to be, you know, born into a family of abuse. Did they create the family that abused them? No. But you could look at, did it, is it light to look at they chose that family to come into and that something about that family created what they needed to have in their life. Now, I know that's a massive example. Like, why would you start with that one? But let's go to the most extreme thing and look at, For sure. you know, it, you know, when you, if you're looking at what renders you functional, which is what I'd like to create with these conversations, does it render you functional to put yourself at the effect of the family you chose? Does it render you functional to put yourself at the effect of the friends in your life, the people in your life, right? Like, is that rendering you more functional or are you more dysfunctional? Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to choose. I feel stuck you know, depressed, anxious, all these other things that come out of being rendered non-functional. So that's the thing. That's the thing you kind of got to take with you on these conversations and go, yeah, okay, that is weird, but it's, there's a lightness to it. There's a, there's a something that that does. So I forgot where I was going again. The, the, you said something brilliant. Uh, well, I'm getting like, well, okay. What is it that the choice creates? 
in that, in choosing to, if that's light for you, and choosing to follow that reality of, okay, I chose to what have these lessons. Oh, nothing happens to you and and, and you create everything. Yeah. So then it's also, it's like, okay, so I didn't create my parents abusing. They chose that. People choose to be mean all the time. People choose that. That's, they choose it because they choose it because they choose it. That's the ultimate in understanding anything, which drives people crazy, but (laughs) that's true. Right. So it's like, if I walk in the path, let's use nature. Rattlesnakes bite. That's what they do. That's how they are. That's what they are. So if you your awareness is what's going to empower you to walk around a rattlesnake and unawareness, it's what's going to render you at the effect of the rattlesnake because you chose not to look down and be aware that rattlesnakes like to live where you're walking. So it's very the same with people. The thing that gets complicated with people is that we get mashed up with like, well, I care about this person and I love this person and this person is my friend. And we get into all these stories that we've created just unconsciously about this person, shut off our awareness. And then we don't see when this person that we love stabs us in the back or bites our ankle and it can't possibly be true. And then we end up in all these you know, self-invented traps from what we've decided about that person. So it's like, it's beginning to be willing to start to see what is, which is a huge, like, lifelong adventure, you know. Without that, you can't start to see, oh my God, I've just been so unconscious about this person that I keep throwing myself in the pathway of this person who stabs me all the time. I created that. I'm choosing that. I would keep choosing that for what reason could then be a question you ask yourself once you're willing to be conscious of where you've put yourself in whose pathway you've put yourself. You know, it's more that. Yeah. Well, and it's like in order to start to lean into trusting yourself and knowing what is true for you versus maybe what you've been taught, because when we're, we're in it and it's like, oh, this feels really real and I hurt this person or whatever, right? And then we go into all the shame and doubt. It's like we don't even have access to what we know because we're so distracted by that. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it would be helpful to talk a little bit more about light and heavy, because I sense even as I have kind of more of an understanding of it, I was seeing as more of like, oh, well, this feels light and this feels heavy versus like the perceiving of the energy. Can you speak a little bit to like what that difference is? Like, the, can I speak to the, I was, I was also reading what Sarah Crawford said, which is like, um, oh man, I'm trying to do too many things. <laughs> what were you asking? We can, we can go back. We can go back to the <laughs> But like, um, okay. So like the difference between light and heavy, because sometimes folks say like, oh, well making yeah. this choice feels really heavy. And I'm like, is it feel heavy or is it because like there's scare, there's worry there about like, let's say leaving their job yet. It could be like super expansive or something like that. Well, where people a- are kind of confused about what is true for them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the difference between, okay, it's getting that there's, there's two different worlds that we're talking about always. Like, and and that's, we're really talking about two different worlds in these conversations kind of all the time, even though we're not necessarily saying that all the time, it's the world of sensing versus the world of feeling. And, you know, psychology is all about the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions and the receiving or the not receiving. And, Consciousness invites us to look at a world of sensation, which is perceiving and knowing and being and receiving, which can seem really theoretical and is until you start to get it. And then you're like, oh, my God. And then it changes everything. everything, Right. So light and heavy is a sensing 
guidance system. It's, it's to teach you that you do sense things. They, your sensation goes beyond your five senses of seeing and hearing and tasting. It's this other set of, of skills and abilities that you actually do have as a person with a body, as a being with a body, that is completely not encouraged, used, trained about, you know, and only really gets talked about in terms like intuition or mm-hmm. um, your sixth sense or some, something like that until you start getting into these, you know, weirdo pools of people like access consciousness where we start really talking about like, well, what do you know and what is your sense of thing? So, so I think that's important to distinguish because if you turn a, sen- a sensing tool into a feeling tool, it's never going to work mm. the same. It's not a feeling tool. It's not, well, this feels light and this feels heavy. It's, ah, yeah, the sense of that choice is a greater set of sense of space, right? But you do have to trust, really train yourself. And so that's where you just sort of get into the ring and start using it, right? Like, and use it bad, use it wrong. And most people do. Most people turn light and heavy into a feeling tool. This doesn't feel light. That's not light and heavy. That's preference. Again, that's the Mm. judgment of what's light rather than the sensation of, well, if I choose this, yeah, that creates a, um, that creates more space. That creates a greater set of possibilities. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking back to um, when I left my nine to five and I had like a couple years of just my soul being like, yes, take the leap. Just like it was just felt yeah. like, it was very much like, just go. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And I was just like, yeah. um, hello, student loans, lots of years of training. What, how am I going to make money? What do I do? <laughs> and know? you could, you could take and you could take those, even those two things. I'm like, this is super light and it makes no sense. And then you go into the sense like this is what makes sense and then look at the sensation of that and that's really heavy i'm like well maybe what makes sense doesn't make sense okay good and that's your new guidance system if you're willing and that's the thing that actually um, spins you out of all these impossible situations that with logic keep you trapped and so if you leave logic and really start to look at well what choices do i have that are actually going to create more space that's the the different possibility that goes beyond all this other stuff that we've decided has to exist in order to maintain relationships and maintain our tactile connection with what we've what everybody else is telling us is the real thing you know well it's like that's everyone's reference point you know it's kind of like well this is what we've been told this is what is this is how you be a good person and this is what you should do and you got to show up and express your feelings and it's so it's like all of that and so then when you start to look at it differently, it's like, well, am I wrong? Like what's happening here, you know? And yet viewing it from this perspective just creates so much space. I'm like, how could it be anything else? You know, when I just have that knowing despite others functioning from a different reality. Yeah, so it's like, what, how are you using this right now? Like in your, how are you navigating relationships differently? Is it changing for you how you're navigating relationships? Like. It's definitely changing. And I mean, I even talk about this to my husband. I'm like, I'm different. Just so you're prepared. I'm different. <laughs> like, and that, like, he's heard it so much now that he's like, I know you're different. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I've done so many classes. I'm different. I'm not the same. I don't relate the same. I just don't, I, I don't communicate the same. I don't think the same. Everything is different. And and he's oh, so great because he's just so flexible and he's an Aquarius. Yeah. And, like, thinks super yeah. outside the box. So he just like flows with it really easily. Yeah. Um, so, but I found like saying that was helpful to just kind of 
say what sometimes is. it's for you yeah to say what yeah, is. Exactly. yeah exactly and sometimes <laughs> saying what is is for you it's like yes. i just i know you didn't ask but i'm just saying i'm just different i'm just different yeah exactly <laughs> and then i'm also getting how um especially since i've been teaching it then of course it shows up in my life how if i'm changing point for those around me and so that will like automatically change the dynamic or change how we're relating in general and so it's kind of like well what works what is still functional like is it still possible to relate to this person when now we're kind of functioning in totally different realities especially after you've been friends with someone for a long time and i know a lot of folks are struggling with that right now whether it be to like leave a relationship leave a job whatever if they feel like but I've had all this time together. And so that's really significant. Yeah. And this is, I think where like the tools of consciousness will guide you at, because as you, if you do choose a path like this and you really are like letting go of limitations, then what's going to start to fall out of your world is where you limited yourself with feelings, for example, or you limited yourself with points of view. As those points of view and those kind of whole universe, invented universes, invented universes are the only thing that can disappear out of your world if you use the tools of consciousness. So as they disappear and they go, then you what you're left with is what's true, but you haven't really learned how to function with what's true. And so it's kind of awkward because it turns out a lot of your relationships were built on what both of you invented as real and true. So like in my family relationships, for example, um, we had invented that, you know, we had to feel our feelings and tell the truth and ask for our needs to meet. We had this whole dynamic it, that wasn't working, but it was what we had made real and true. And so as I like destroyed and uncreated things and changed all this stuff, I started to discover that where the space and the lightness was, was that was, was something different space and lightness came from something different, not that. And so I was like, well, if it's not that, then what, what can I choose now? So it thrust me into creating a different way of being. And, and it had multiple various results, you know, like some people liked them and some people didn't like them. You know, yeah. some people were like, well, if you're not going to relate to me in this way, then that must mean you don't care anymore. That must mean this. It must mean this. And it didn't mean that. But for them, it needed to mean that. And so I had to go through a lot of different responses to what mm -hmm. was changing for me. And they weren't all positive. They were, a lot of them were, I can't relate to you anymore. If we're not going to talk about these same things and have this same interaction, I can't relate to you anymore. A lot of people chose that path. And, and then other people showed up that you could have a different kind of thing with you know yeah. so it you know you do it does things change things change as you're willing to like let go of what you kind of had made the holy grail of relating and realize that there maybe there's other choices you know it changes things yeah well and it's kind of like everything from the pantheon of 2020 and beyond has really just like magnified this kind of where yeah. everyone's functioning from and then you know, it's not like this stuff wasn't existing before. It's just kind of like we weren't all as conscious to it, is my sense, or just in general, collectively, um, versus now we're just we're seeing more of it or it is creating more of that. And especially with the whole idea of like people being censored and whatnot and not completely able to 
speak exactly what is and it's like what are we creating here and i think it's you know more than ever you really have to look at well what will it like there is a time to say what is there is a time mm -hmm. to say what is there is a time to be vocal about what needs to be said that nobody's that very few are saying and i look at that all the time with what's occurring in the world i always look at like is now the time to state something you know mm -hmm. to not even to take a stand, but to say out loud what's true for me yeah. um, and what I know is true. And what I know is like there are the things that we know are true and and the, and the way that we would like to see the world. That's also what's true for me is like the world I want to live in has a lot more kindness and caring and inclusion and, you know, no censorship and people standing up for treating people with regard and honoring and gratitude and trust and vulnerability. That is the world I want to live in. And I am the ambassador of that world. I'm the harbinger of that world. And so you, there is, there are those moments where you, yes, you're being it. And is it time to verbalize that yeah. in a different way? And then there's the time to be silent and silent silence creating a greater effect. And so it isn't ever that one thing is greater than another thing. It's, but it is starting to be what is and to be willing to be what is in the face of other people bullying you with their feelings, bullying you with their points of view, bullying you with the controls that they need to feel like they're okay. Yeah. And receiving it as what they're attempting to do, but never giving up you yeah. and that's what i would wish for everybody it's like what would it take what would that take what's yeah the word that pinged for me as you were talking was inclusion just the energy of that because i got that just a lot of even how folks are functioning from or where they're at like it's kind of like almost in service of what they think they're fighting for inclusion but it's then does the complete opposite with, yeah. with like canceling and all that stuff is literally just excluding you know, groups of people that if like you don't see reality like I do, then you're out kind of thing. Right. It's kind of like, what else is possible here? You know, it's like if we're going to create a greater reality together, we all have to come together and be, you know, understanding, willing to hear, acknowledge. What is that like other points of view? Yeah. And do we have to come together or do mm -hmm. we need to recognize? I mean, that's another thing just to look at. It's like, do we have to come? Can we create more together? Absolutely. Yeah. Will we all be together on this? No. no. And so it's like that simultaneity of being willing to be all by yourself while recognizing that you are, you can have an effect with what it is that you know and what it is that you are. And are you willing to have that effect or, or do you need to shy away from and hide what it is that you know in favor of keeping in place a relationship uh, a, a culture that you don't want to change and i mean anything that you want to hold in place and what's gonna like what's gonna be life worth living for you uh, so yeah and i think we could so easily like tumble over into a conversation about fight versus choice because that's kind of the next thing but sure maybe we will <laughs> next time next time Episode 332. I know, right? What yeah. have you got going on? What are you inviting people to? What's going on? Well, my goodness, I have a month of change going on right now in the Infinite Being School, which is free with some really fun. Uh, we're opening the vault to a lot of my products. So some really fun sales 
So you okay. can check that out at infinitebeingschool.com. Yeah, and you've got stuff? Yeah, I'm doing a quickie flash sale right now, self-love flash sale. So if you're wanting to invest in yourself, a little nervous system regulation, subconscious pre-programming, and I have three intro access classes that I'm doing next week. Those are also on sale. Yay. So if you're wanting more of the access conversations, I'd love to have you join. Yeah, and also, guys, Janine's about to be a certified facilitator with Access Consciousness as of this weekend. So <laughs> next week we're gonna party because we had two facilitators. We have SLP after that, but it's, it's all yeah, <laughs> logistics. That's exciting too. Cool. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you got anything out of it, I'd be so grateful if you'd like it, comment on it, share it with your friends, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review, or share it with someone you know would benefit. Until next time.